Do you have a desire to start your own coaching business? Or perhaps you've already started your business, but you've hit a stagnant space in your coaching business. Well, today I interview a coach to the coaches, Valerie Priester of Victorious Life Coaching. You don't want to miss this episode if you want to start a sustainable and profitable coaching business or if you're ready to move your coaching business to the next level. Right now is the episode you need to be listening to. Join us on the Marquise Braden Podcast. You're listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now your host, professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Markeith Braden. Miss Valerie Priester, thank you so much for joining me for the Marquis Brayton Podcast. I'm always excited to speak with you and to share with you on my various platforms as well as times where I've been on yours. Today, we are going to be talking about how to help some coaches build profitable coaching businesses. which is a passion of yours. And I thought about it a couple of days ago and I said, you know, I think some people need just a little bit more insight on what they really need to do in 2018 to build a profitable coaching business. So I, once again, thank you for being on. Thank you so much for inviting me. You know, I always enjoy talking with you because I like hearing your voice too. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Well, I'm going to give a brief introduction of who Miss Valerie Priester is. Valerie is the CEO and founder of Victorious Life Coaching. She's a certified business and life strategist, a certified Les Brown coach, speaker, trainer, a motivational speaker, and an Amazon best-selling author. Valerie is passionate about mentoring and awakening the inner spirit and confidence of women who aspire to become heart-centered coaches and create profitable coaching businesses. I like that heart-centered coaches at the same time are becoming profitable. Yes. Because, you know, they go hand in hand for me. Yes, they do. Um, I, I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do and so passionate about my business is because it comes from my heart. Awesome, and, awesome. You know, and I want other women to do the same thing if that's what they desire to do. Good. Well, Valerie, let us go a little bit deeper into who you are. Maybe you share a little bit about some things that weren't in that particular bio that I read. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, I'm a Southern girl from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, Ever since I can remember, you know, as a little child, I wanted to be a teacher. And I believe that that's what has pretty much landed me here is that passion to be able to teach and mentor and instruct other people on how they can have, do, and be whatever it is that they want. I love to travel. I've been married for 18 wonderful years. And, you know, I just love spending time with family and doing things that make my heart sing. And, you know, that's the whole reason why I became an entrepreneur, really, is to have the freedom to be able to do the things that I love doing. Awesome. So, Valerie, why coaching as an entrepreneur? You know, I started this journey not really realizing that that's the journey I was starting. I remember... Uh, back when I was working in corporate America, I was a lead project manager for the largest medical center in Detroit. 
And we started a Bible study on the job. And I, I noticed that for me, it doesn't matter what type of group or, or um, organization that I get involved in, I quickly rise to the leadership position. Mm-hmm. And, and I just know that that's because I'm, I'm just a born leader. And so we started this Bible study. I got elected the leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I started working with five women that were coming to the Bible study because they wanted to have a deeper spiritual connection. And they didn't know really what it was that they were missing, but they knew by looking at my life and how, you know, how they put it is I I was the lady that's the flowers and the berries, like nothing bothers me. Right. And they were like, you know, I want that. How, How do I get to that place where I'm so confident in who I am and knowing my spiritual connection to God also? And so I started working with them and their lives just totally, totally changed. One of them became the leader of her women's ministry in her church. And she was a fairly new Christian, if I you know, would put a label on it. She was a fairly new Christian. And, but by stepping into who she really is and understanding that, she was able to really flourish in her life. And I mean, all of these women's lives changed. And they were the ones that said, you know, you should really check into this coaching And I didn't know what coaching was. I was like, I don't know what that is, right? I just do what comes from my heart. And so I did. I checked into it. And one of the things that I wanted to be sure of was that whatever coaching training that I got, it was in alignment with my beliefs. And so I actually ended up becoming a certified Christian life coach. And so I learned the skill of coaching by going through training. Wow. Wow, what a great story. And so learning the skill of coaching and not just saying I'm a coach, right? <laughs> right? The difference. <laughs> and I think that that's important to, you know, kind of discuss a little bit more, you know, because today, you know, the entry level to entrepreneurship is pretty low and anybody could literally call themselves a coach. That's right. Why is it important uh, as it pertains to your business, why you needed to learn the skill of coaching before you launched out into having a business? Because I, I had no idea what that entailed. I didn't know, you know, what, what does it mean to be a coach? I knew how to really mentor and give advice, but what a lot of people don't understand and know, coaching has very little to do with giving advice. Coaching is more about learning to ask the right questions, learning to dig out the answers from your clients because they already know what the answer is. They just need someone that is knowledgeable, that's trained in how to ask the right questions so that they can bring them to their answers. And so it's very different. And then it's not like counseling. It's not like therapy because we don't deal with people that are really dealing with, you know, maybe a mental illness or something along those lines that keeps them from being mentally uh, alert or healthy, right? If you're a coach, you're dealing with people that are healthy and you're only dealing with moving them forward into the future self that they want. Right. We already know that they're dealing with something currently and they want to be better or they want to move past that. And so when you're a coach, you're helping them to see what the future will look like, the future self, the one that they really want. That's what they desire. And so it's very different in just giving advice, because a lot of times when we give advice, it may not be the right advice for that person. But I believe every individual knows their answers and they have their answers within them. 
I'm just the catalyst to pull it out and help them recognize. The coach is just a catalyst to pull it out so that those whom you're coaching recognize it. And I really like that about coaching and yeah. I always share that. It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. That's right. And that's what coaches do. They help you to see the picture because yeah. you're encompassed in the frame and they help you to see that picture through questions, through pulling out what's already in the picture. That's right. Just that's right. maybe illuminating those things so that you can see what the coach sees. Absolutely. And then too, Markeith, you know, a lot of what we do is sharing our own stories, right? A lot of, of the healing and the transformation that my clients see when they work with me is a result of the life experiences that I've had. That plays a big role in my coaching practice, it plays a huge role. So it's not just about getting the knowledge or the book knowledge and the training on the skill of coaching. It's also about putting your heart into it. And that's why, again, I'm so passionate about heart-centered coaches because we will share our stories. We will share our life experiences and then our clients can see themselves outside of the frame because wow. they're looking at me and they go, wow, you know, I had no idea that that's something that you dealt with. But when I share it openly and honestly with them, then they can see, well, if you're where you are, then it's, po it's possible for me. There's hope for me to get there. So it's a lot about sharing our life experiences too. Very good. So heart-centered coaching, mm -hmm. connective coaching. Yes. You know, a lot of times you don't hear faith. You don't hear that level of connection when we talk about coaching, especially those who are building coaching businesses. Right. Why was it important for you to incorporate your faith to incorporate your belief system into your coaching business? Because I stand on my beliefs. I, I, I am a woman of faith. And that's probably one of my greatest values that I have is that I have this just astronomical faith. Right? I can believe anything is possible, literally. And for me to, to step outside of that and, and, and really be able to coach people without my faith it just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel real. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, when I coach my clients, I'm trying to convert them to my faith. I really believe that we are a better world when we allow people to believe what they believe, to hold on to whatever it is that they need to stand on for their beliefs to help them move forward. And, and respect them for their beliefs. It may not be the same as mine, but I can respect that you have a belief. And I can still help you tap into your belief and your faith based on whatever it is that you believe. And that's why it was so important for me. I don't want people to feel like, you know, everything that they're going to do in life, they have to get from either someone else, from a book or, you know, from some other resource, instead of getting it from yourself, from within, from the belief that you hold deep within. And that's, what, that's why I had to have faith as a part of my coaching. Very good. Wow. Great foundation to the conversation because, you know, we could have just launched right in and, and say, hey, Valerie, what are the tips to having a profitable coaching business? What are the tips to attracting new clients to a business? But I think it's important to understand the foundation 
of your business first so that we can understand why you are profitable, why you are getting new clients, why you are being able to build a business that you truly love. Yes. And so Valerie, why should one pay attention today to what you have to say about building a profitable coaching business, a sustainable coaching business, a business that attracts clients. Why should we listen to you today? Because I believe that I have been through the mill and back. (laughs) Again, (laughs) life experiences. So when I started my coaching business nine years ago, I I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I, you know, went around circles a lot. I looked at a lot of other coaches and tried to emulate what they were doing. And as you know, Mark, if you see stuff from the outside, you don't see like the internal workings of really running a coaching business or any business for that matter. You see what's being portrayed on the outside. And then what I tried to do was emulate that. And I just found myself lost even more, confused Mm -hmm. even more and spending a lot of money and trying to figure out, you know, exactly what I needed to do. And in that process, I learned a lot about how not only to operate business, but how to operate a coaching business and how to make that coaching business one that you enjoy instead of creating another glorified job. I created a glorified job for the first four years, literally. And I worked harder for myself. I still do harder for myself than I ever worked in a career. But when you create a job instead of a business, when you become a employee of your business instead of the CEO of your business, it's not fun. It's mm. not fun at all. And, you know, when I, when I first started even working with coaches, it was something that I didn't even want to do, to be quite honest. I did not want to do I didn't want to be labeled a business coach. I'm like, no, because my certification was in life coaching, Christian mm. life coaching, right? And when I started initially, this was all about mindset, helping people really have the right mindset. But then my business coach, right? Because I always have a coach. (laughs) My business coach said to me, well, let's really drill down and look at who are you attracting? Who's really coming to you? And I had to get honest. When I looked at the people that were coming to me, they were all new coaches who didn't know how to start a business or structure a business around their coaching skill. And they wanted help with that. And, and I couldn't understand it, Marky, because I wasn't even marketing that. I wasn't talking about that. Everything I talked about was mindset, mindset. You got to have the right mindset, right? And she said, well, it's really because of what you display. So Mm -hmm. they look at you, they look at your website, they look at, you know, all the pieces that are out there publicly that represent you and your brand And they want that for their business. And so I, honestly, I came along kicking and screaming. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to deal with mindset. Because see, the other part of this, Marquise, I know that 85% of running any kind of business, I don't care what it is, is mindset. Yes. 85%. The rest of it is learning the skill and the technique and the strategies and, you know, all the tactics of how do you run a business? You can, anybody can learn that. But if your mindset is not in the right place, if you don't have the mindset of success, it's hard to get there. I don't care how many tools or techniques or skills you learn, because if you're not a believer in yourself first, Mm -hmm. and really understand that this is something that's possible for you, 
You could read all the books, you could hire all the mentors, all of that. And then what will happen is you'll say that none of those programs work. None of the books work. But the problem really lies within your mind. And so I was kicking and screaming, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, you know. So she said, well, okay, here's the truth. When you try to just market mindset, not that it's impossible, but you have to have basically established some type of following, strong following, and a name for yourself. Let's take Lisa Nichols, for example. When Lisa Nichols first started, it was all about her helping the youth. Mm-hmm. Now she helps everyone, right? Because she built the name, she built the brand, and people understand and know that she gets results. So she can talk about your mindset all day long, all day long, right? So I understood that and I said, okay, what's the best way to do this then? So structuring my business to make sure that I was helping the people that were coming to me, the people that I'm attracting already, they're there, they're waiting for me helping them with what they believe they need the most, but giving them what I know they need the most. And so the whole mindset is a part of my programs because you cannot build a business without it. So that was going to be my next question as far as, you know, what did you see as the biggest obstacle to you building your coaching business? Was it mindset? (laughs) You know what? It wasn't so much mindset for me because like I said, I could believe anything. One of the biggest obstacles for me was that shiny object syndrome. Mm. That was like the biggest obstacle. Cause as I said, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was floundering and, and every time I'd see, you know, another coach, one of the gurus, you know, doing this, I, I would jump over on that being right. Oh, I could do that. Let me try to do that. You know, and then I'd spend months trying to put together what I thought they were doing. Again, I'm just looking from the outside. I don't know all the back end pieces, but I kept doing that. And then in the midst of doing that, what happens is I was comparing myself to them. And you know, comparison is the killer of all dreams. And so that was my biggest obstacle, chasing after the shiny objects and then comparing myself to other people. And I didn't learn until later that what I was comparing myself to was someone who, let's say, was down, you know, in the end zone and I'm back here at the beginning. So I'm comparing my story to theirs and you can't do that. So that was my obstacle. Good. So you don't compare yourself with what you see the influencer doing or what you see somebody else doing because you don't know what all they've been through to get to where they are. That's right. You just get to see the final result. Exactly. Exactly. And it can so look any your way race. you want it to look. That's right. It can look any way you want it mm-hmm. to look. Wow. Awesome. And so, Valerie, tell us real quickly before we take a break, what should that emerging coach or that coach who just getting started and not really seeing much traction, what are a few things that they should be thinking about or considering as they are stepping into this coaching industry? I think the very first thing has to be, why do you want Mm. to become a coach? Why do you want to have your own business? What's, What's the why behind that? Because so many times we see people go into business because their, their why is I want to make a lot of money. 
And I, you know, just honestly, <laughs> that's not going to happen right off the bat. And it's not, to me, a strong enough reason for you to pursue something and think that you're going to keep up with the momentum, the enthusiasm, and the passion to do it just based on you want to make a lot of money. Because we all know that most businesses fail in the first year. Most businesses you know, hardly make it to year five. And they certainly hardly make it to the place where they are profitable, really profitable in the first five years. So if your only reason for going into business is that you want to make a lot of money, I challenge you to reevaluate that. I challenge you to dig deeper because it's, here's the thing too, Marky, it's not really even about the money. Mm-hmm. People say it's about the money, but it's not. It's about what the money can do for you. It's about what the money can buy for you. And usually it's something not even material all the time. Sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it's a state of being that we're searching for and not all the material things. So you got to get really, really clear on why do I want this? That's the first thing. Wow. Yeah. Knowing your why. I was just talking to somebody the other day about this very same thing. Uh, I went to a podcast meeting not too long ago and somebody asked the same question about, you know, well, how do I generate new leads? How do I gain new clients? How do I connect with influencer? And the facilitator of that meeting simply said this, why? Why do you need to grow your email list? Why do you need to connect with influencers? Mm -hmm. Why do you need to uh, do that networking event? Everything needs to have, you know, a potential strategy or why or reason or purpose to what you're doing because you should have an end result. Because basically what he was saying was, was that if you're not building your list, if you're not really making the connection, perhaps the people you're wanting to reach don't even know how to do business with you because you don't know your why. That's right. That's right. You're not clear. You're not. You're not clear. You cannot, you can't present a clear message. That's right. That's right. right? If you're not clear, then you can't really even talk to those people that you want to work with. That, that leads me to point number two. You've got to identify who is it that you want to serve? Mm -hmm. Who is your niche, your ideal client? If you don't identify that, it makes it difficult for you to be able to market your business for you to be able to tell people about your business when you're out and about, all of that becomes so difficult because you're not clear. Right. And if you're not clear, your message is not going to be clear. If your message is not clear, your ideal client can't raise their hand and say, I need to work with you. Mm-hmm. So you have to get clear on that. I would much rather attract my ideal clients because my messaging is clear and they can self-identify than me trying to figure out how do I chase them around? How do I find them? How do I attract them? How do I put this piece in place and that piece in place? Now, that's not to negate that you have to do some marketing, you have to do the right things in order to attract them, but I believe it all starts with you being clear on who they are because you can't attract everyone and you can't talk to everyone. And what I normally get when I'm working with clients, especially you know the new clients, is that they have a vast well of knowledge that they want to share 
with people. They want to help people. They want to impact lives. They want to transform people's lives, but they haven't gotten really clear on, okay, what's the number one message and who is the message for? So you're trying to talk to everybody. And when you try to talk to everyone, no one hears. No one hears. Wow. When you try to talk to everyone, no one hears. Know your why. Know who it is that you're serving. And is there a third one? There is a third one. You want to make sure that once you identify who you're serving, that you speak their language. Wow. Speak to their language. Speak their language. Speak to their pain points. So I know the pain points of new coaches. I know that, you know, you're excited and you just got the certification or maybe you just decided that you want to become a coach, whatever it is. But I know where you are because you're at that place where you're ready to serve. When I came out of my certification, I was ready to serve. I wanted to coach everybody, anybody on anything. Okay. (laughs) And I was excited about that. And so I know for new coaches, the pain point is that you're so excited about it, but you don't know the first step to take. You don't know how to structure your business around the skill of coaching. And you're trying to figure out, you know, who do I coach? How do I coach them? One-on-one group? What do I do? And those are your pain points. And those were the things that kept me, you know, awake at night. That kept me sometimes crying myself to sleep at night because I had this burning desire that I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how. Right. And, and my certification, the school that I attended, it, it's an excellent school. It gave me excellent coaching training. But the gap was, how do I build a practice around this? And, and, and who is it that I'm going to coach? Because you know for yourself, Marky, there's so many different niches when it comes to coaching. You could be a health coach, a life coach, a spiritual coach, a relationship coach, career coach. There's so many avenues that you could take when it comes to coaching. Yes. And for most people that I believe have a heart for coaching, you have more than one passion. And so it's hard for you to identify which one of these should I start with. And and it's not that it's even hard. It's just you don't know that you need to pick one and just go with it. Hmm. We spent a lot of time, I did, spinning my wheels on, okay, which one do I do? Which direction do I go? Instead of just saying, you know what? Pick one and take action. Pick one. And and take take action. So you've got to start speaking to your ideal client. Speak to their pain points. Speak their language so they can hear you. Hmm. And once they hear you, you know, then you have their full attention. When you have their attention, the next thing is you have to nurture them. Hmm. You have to give them valuable content and information that's going to help them on their journey. So many times new coaches are afraid of, well, how much do I give for free? Well, don't worry about that. Just give. Just give. Just give. And as you give, people begin to what? Know, like, and trust trust you. you. When they know, like, and trust you, they'll also invest with you. And not until. (laughs) Not until. If they don't know, like, and trust you, you can believe they're going to always sit back and be your greatest cheerleaders but they won't invest with you. Awesome. Awesome. So run through those four one more time before we go to break. Number one was. Number one is definitely knowing your why. Why do you want to do it? Right. Number two is identifying your ideal client, your niche. Who is it that you want to help? Number three, when you've identified them, make sure that you start to speak their language, Mm -hmm. speak to their pain points, right? So they can self-identify. And then number four, 
nurture them, give them value, help them through, you know, giving them content that can help them get from point A to point B. Awesome. Awesome. So that was some great advice. And as a coach myself, you know, I work with emerging entrepreneurs, small business owners, solopreneurs, teaching them how to generate leads for their business and convert their leads into paying clients so they can have a successful and sustainable online-based business. And so our break is how you can work with me by taking advantage of an opportunity of a strategy session. We'll be right back after this commercial break. At the end of the day, we all want to live successful and impactful lives. We all have dreams and aspirations that we truly want to achieve, but sometimes it's hard to get it done and to achieve those dreams and visions by ourselves. Sometimes you need to hire a coach or have a mentor. That's why I created the Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. These strategy sessions allow you an opportunity to pull on my own personal expertise of being an individual who went from a nine to five and started his own successful speaking and coaching business. If you have a desire to move to your next level, if you have a desire to take some steps toward creating the lifestyle that you've always wanted, Book your strategy session today. Go to MarkeithBrayton.com, click on the Work With Me tab, and listen to the video. And look at the testimonials of the individuals that I've helped along the way. Your time is now. Your time is right now. Let's move you to your next level. Let's achieve the dreams and goals that you have by you booking your Inspire and Elevate strategy session. I know this is your opportunity. Now let's just move on it. And welcome back to Marquee Brayton Podcast as we are doing an interview with the Victorious Life CEO and Master Coach, Valerie Priester. And Valerie just got finished talking to us about how to really establish ourselves first as a coach or as if you are emerging uh, entrepreneur who are wanting to start a coaching business, she gave us four principles that will really help us to really get a firm foundation. And so in the second half, we want to talk about the money and the clients so that we can not just have a business or create a glorified job, but we want to have one, a business that's sustainable, that's profitable, and that allows us to enjoy life much more than we did when we had those full-time nine-to-fives. That's right. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Because at the end of the day, you don't have a business if you're not making money. That's right. You have an expensive hobby. Yes. Right? A very expensive hobby. You're in business to make money. Yes. So, Valerie, what are some of the things that you do, strategies that you have to attract clients to your business? Well, Marquis, this is going to go back to something I said earlier is mindset, Mm. right? That's where it starts. So if you have the mindset that you're unable to attract clients, or if you have the mindset that people won't pay you for your services, that's what you'll end up getting. So first you have to adjust your mindset and your way of thinking about attracting clients, right? Get a clear picture of 
who is your ideal client? You know, that was the one thing. When you learn who your ideal client is, what I do is when I'm doing like discovery sessions, like I'll, I can offer free discovery sessions too. And when I'm doing discovery sessions, I have a picture that I post like up uh, above my computer that I can look at when I'm talking to that person on the phone. Hmm. And I can talk to that person. I can talk to that avatar, right? Your conversation, your conversion conversation or your sales conversation, you've heard them, you know, called by many names. That conversation is everything when it comes to really converting a potential client into a paying client. Mm -hmm. And so when you're having that conversation, that whole conversation is about you being able to show the value that you bring. And I think where a lot of people get it wrong is they try to show the logistics of their program yeah. or the logistics of working with them instead of really connecting with the person and showing them how you can be of value to them and help them to achieve whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. So to be attracting clients has to start with your mindset. Do you believe that it's possible for you to attract the type of clients that you want? Mm -hmm. Right. And then the strategies that you put in place can be your discovery session where you offer, you know, a 30 minute or 20 minute discovery session. It can be things like a webinar or a teleseminar that you give. And at the end of that, you can, you know, lead people to the phone to be able to talk to you. It, it really depends on what you're offering. What's the price tag on your offering? Because some things you don't need to lead them to the phone for. Some things you can lead them directly to your program if they're small ticket items. If they're larger ticket items, you want to make sure that you get on the phone with them because you want to pre-qualify them too, hmm. right? A lot of that is you want to make sure that not only that you can help them, but that they're the type of person that will do the work and get results because that's why you're here is for them to get results, not just pay you. You right. want them to succeed. And that means that it's important that the client understands that they must do the work. Yes. <laughs> the coaching is only effective you do the work. if you do the work. Yes. yes. That's good. That's yes. good. Because we both know, I mean, we've, we've both invested at very high levels mm -hmm. in ourselves and our business. And if it didn't work, it's, it's usually not because of the coach. It's usually not because of the program. Now, granted, sometimes it may be. But for the most part, when we get honest with ourselves, that wasn't the issue. The issue was we didn't do the work. And if we started out doing the work, we weren't consistent. And so we got to take a hard look in the mirror and go, okay, how did I fulfill my role in this? Right. And did I, or, or if I didn't own that, but yeah, the client has to do the work. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. It's interesting because one of the things that was mentioned at that same meeting, a young lady asked a question about, you know, how do I make the transition from something that I'm currently doing to what I would love to do with podcasting? And I've created certain products to help me make that transition. And the response was phenomenal because at the end of the day, that it doesn't matter the level of transition or the type of transition that you're wanting to make. The question is, is do you believe in what you have to offer? Yes. yes. Do you believe in what you're selling? Yes. Do you believe you wrote a good book? That's right. Do you believe that your program will help solve the problem that your potential clients have? Absolutely. Because if you don't believe in it, guess what? You're not going to share it. Mm -mm. You're not going to release it. Mm -mm. That's right. 
That's right. And you're certainly not going to attract anyone to it. Right. Right. Goes back to mindset. Goes back to mindset. If you don't believe in your programs and your offerings, you can't like in all good nature or ethics, even sell it. Mm -hmm. So your conversations, your sales conversations is going to be blocked because you have this, you know, non-belief in your mind that it's a good product or it's something that's really going to help your client. Right. Right. Yeah. So what are some tools or some strategies that you use currently uh, in 2018 to kind of generate leads? I think the biggest strategy is really um, putting out again, a webinar, something that is teaching and -hmm. giving people, you know, very good content, valuable content, something they can use so that they can get a taste of what it's like to really work with you so that you can build the know, like, and trust, right? And and not being afraid to give, you know, a lot away because right. <laughs> that's what holds most of us back. It's like, I don't want to give too much away. Well, if you give, I'm just a firm believer it'll come back. So give enough that it's going to make a difference in that person's life, whatever it is that you're coaching on or they're trying to do, and then they will see the value Right. So one of the biggest strategies and and uh, techniques that I use is webinars. Mm-hmm. It really is. Webinars. And that's good. You know, producing content, creating content that's valuable, that addresses a, a need that solves a problem. I was thinking about that the uh, just the other day about, you know, Marquise, what are you going to create to start attracting and generating new leads in the niche area that you are wanting to go in? You know, are you going to do some blog posts? Are you going to record some new audios? Are you going to interview influencers in that area to produce that content, to lead them to whatever the lead generator is? You know, because we live in this digital world and many people are seeking out, searching out things via Google to help them solve their problems. And what you do through your content is nurture those relationships so that when they need something of that you provide a service for, guess who they're thinking about? That's right. That's right. Because you've been producing all of this free content for them to consume. Yes. And, and, you know, all of those avenues, blog posts, um, uh, doing, you know, the Facebook lives, doing videos, they're all good avenues. But what I will tell you is this blog post is probably one of the lowest Right. I mean, it's good to have one. Um, But the thing that's really, really vibrant now and and popping is always going to be video. Yeah, always going to be video. And, and, you know, and I believe I believe that's kind of been the top for a long time because people get to see you. Yes. They get to see your personality. They get to see your mannerisms. They get to see what you stand for and hear your voice. There's, There's just nothing like being able to see and hear you right? I got my biggest client from my YouTube videos. My YouTube video. Who knew, right? Who knew? knew? (laughs) And it was because of what they saw in the video, right? They, They got a chance to see me. They got a chance to learn me, my personality and what I stood for. And, and they could see the passion. Because see, I could see the passion when you're talking, Marquis. I could mm-hmm. see when you really, really believe in something and this is something that's coming from your heart. You can see that in video. Yes. You can't so much see it in writing. Now, there are some people that are excellent writers that may be able to pull that off and, and get that message across in writing. But blogging um, is usually one of the lower things. 
you really want to be seen on camera. And I know a lot of people have, you know, issues with that. Like, I don't know that was going to be my next question. So what do you say to those people? Oh, I don't like my voice. Oh, I don't like how I look on camera. Oh, let me lose some weight. Oh, let me do all these things that are keeping them from moving forward. What do you say to those people? Just do it. Just, Just do, do it. it. You know, and, and I'm speaking to the ladies because, you know, we get real caught up. It's like, oh, I got to have my makeup just right. I got to have my hair just right now. I'm not saying, you know, come on looking crazy. But here's what I believe, too. If every time you come before the camera, you have to be pretty perfect. Right. Every hair in place, makeup, you know, whether they call it face beat, right? All of that. Mm -hmm. If that has to be who you are every time you come on camera, is that really the real you? Is -hmm. that really how you look every single day? Now, if it is, okay, go with it. But for the most part, I know it's not women. It's not. So I believe that people sometimes need to see that you are a real person, that you truly exist in a real world. And you're not just made up and, and, and picture perfect, you know, to pitch to them, to tell them how much you can help them. Well, if you can't have a bad hair day, I'm not quite sure you are a real person. And I need you to be a real person to be able to help me. Hmm. And so they want to see, you know, the, the, the not so good sometimes, because the not so good sometimes lets, lets them know that it's possible for them, that they don't have to be this perfect person. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a whole lot of sense that that many times because you're not willing to get a B plus. Right. You end up missing out on many opportunities. Yeah. And you get an F. And B B plus is fine with me these days. Fine with me. Because here's the thing. Done is better than perfect. I have to always tell myself that. Done Done is better than perfect. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about profitability. What does it mean to have a profitable business? You know, to me, um, it means different things for different people, Mm -hmm. right? You have to set your goal for your business and for you. What is it that you're looking to achieve in your business? And what I tell my clients is let's set one milestone before you try to go after you know, the, the, the big pie in the sky. Now that's not to say, you know, don't dream big. We all want to dream big, right? but set the first milestone so that it stretches you a little, but it's still, um, it's feasible and, and it's realistic, right? You can believe it. Let me just put it that way. Not that it's so much realistic, but that you can believe it. So if you're just starting out in business, you haven't made any money. Can you really believe that you can make $100,000 in the next six months? Mm -hmm. Is that something you truly, honestly, from your heart can believe? If it is, go for it. But I know (laughs) most of us can't make that jump. Can't make that jump. But if you're just starting out and let's say you're still working your nine to five and you want to get off your nine to five and become a full-time entrepreneur, then the first milestone is how do I replace my income? Because see, you're already making that income. So you can believe that you can make that income. So how do I replace that? What's my goal to be able to do that? And once you really get clear on, you know, what is profitability to you? Right. Go after that. And don't let anyone tell you that it has to be, you know, something different. Because if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen anyway. And I like that because, you know, my, my tagline currently on my site is to build a profitable life and business you love. Right. Because what good is it to have a profitable business and your life sucks? 
that's right. the, <laughs> you know, that's and what so entrepreneurship is all about to that's me. That's what it's all about, you know. And so the whole idea for me of profitable life means that I am a profitable in business so that I can release myself to do the things that I truly love in life so that I have the opportunity to be a blessing to the people that I want to be a blessing with. So I have opportunity to travel to the places that I want to travel to so that I have opportunity to be an influence in my community and in the world, the way that I want to do it and not have to borrow time or take a vacation to be able to do it. What good is it to have a profitable business Mm. and your life, sucks. That's right. That's right. You know, one of my, um, one of my desires, one of my biggest dreams is I want to be that person on undercover boss. That's like my favorite show. <laughs> I am not kidding you. That's my yeah, favorite that's good. show. And I can visualize myself in that position. I want to be that person, you know, that, that takes someone and, and, and listens to what they're struggling with and what they're dealing with and be able to write a check. And so, you know what? All that's solved. All that's solved. Now go live your dream. Go create your dream. Do the thing that you thought you never could do because you had this big burden hanging over your head. I want to be able to relieve that burden. That to me is entrepreneurship. That to me is freedom. Too many of us are allowing life to live us. Yes. Versus us living life. Yes. And wow. you know, Les Brown says too many of us are living our fears as opposed yes. to living our dreams. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Well, what an awesome, awesome interview this has been. You've given us some nuggets. You've given us some tips. We've talked about, you know, what it means to be profitable. We talked about what it, how to set the right foundation for your coaching business. I know that you have an event that's coming up pretty soon. In September. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is this event all about? This event, the Entrepreneur Success Summit, is all about helping entrepreneurs take the leap, right? Take the steps that they need, moving them, like I say, off the starting line and getting them into actionable, inspired actionable steps, not Mm. just, you know, filling your head with a whole bunch of information. I want this event to be about giving them something that they can walk away with. And they are in a better position, in a better place when they leave. And not just, oh, yeah, you know, we heard some great speakers. They talked to us. And that was about it. I want them to have tangible takeaways that they can say, you know, as a result of that event, I started my business. As a result of that event, I grew my business two times, 10 times, you know, whatever the case may be. That's the type of event that I want this to be. We're going to be doing a um, VIP work tank. And so that is for 10 individuals only because I wanted it to be small enough so that we can work with them hands-on. These 10 individuals will bring their laptops, their iPads, whatever you have to work on, and we're going to get down to work. And so we're going to have four trainers training them, training them on the sales conversation. Because remember I said, if you're not having the right sales conversations, you're not getting paying clients. Mm-hmm. So training you on how to sell without feeling sleazy, training you on, you know, how to have that conversation. So you're connecting with your potential client. And then we're going to have branding and marketing. So we're going to have an expert come in and teach you about personal branding and, you know, what you need to do to set yourself apart from everyone else. Because again, coaches are, you know, a dime a dozen. 
<laughs> so you need to be set apart. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about automation and systems. And that's another big one that, you know, most people are afraid of and they shy away from because they don't want to get into the techie stuff. But you need automation and you need systems in order for your business to be able to grow. You don't want to be the bottleneck in your business. And so we're going to talk about automation and systems. And then, of course, we're going to cover mindset because you've mm -hmm. got to have the right mindset to be able to be a successful entrepreneur. So that's the VIP work tank. That's on Friday, September 7th. Okay. And then on Saturday, September 8th is going to be the summit where we're going to have the fabulous Marquis as Ooh. one of our mainstay speakers. Mm -hmm. And you're going to teach us all about how to use podcasting for our personal branding to set us apart as well and give us more exposure mm -hmm. and visibility, right? Yeah, right. Um, we're going to have uh, Troy Smith. He is going to be the MC. He's also going to grace the stage and, and talk about mindset of successful thinking. Because mm -hmm. remember, 85% of this is mindset. So he'll be there and then we'll get more training on sales. We'll get more training on branding and marketing. I'm going to do a panel where I'll have a banker coming in to talk about how to position yourself for success financially mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, how you need to make sure that you are minding your credit, right? And how to go about getting business credit, getting business funding. There's steps that you need to take to make sure you're putting yourself in the right position for that. I'm going to have a business attorney to talk about how to structure your business, how to make sure that you're avoiding, you know, the tax problems that you could have and structuring your business the right way for you because it's different for everyone. Right. And then we're going to talk about social media. So we're going to have the amazing Dr. Uh, Akina Finch to talk about social media and how to use that to make sure you, again, get more exposure, more visibility and use it to grow your business and get clients. Right. Um, and then Samantha Pointer is going to be the automation uh, technology person who's also going to train in the work tank. And then she's going to be a part of the panel on Saturday as well to train about um, automation and systems. So I'm looking forward to it. And then at the end, <laughs> we're going to do my birthday because Saturday is my birthday. So we're okay. going to close okay. out with a birthday party on Saturday night. So I'm excited. And what are those dates again? September 7th. And 8th, so it's Friday and Saturday, and it's going to be at the Courtyard by Marriott in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I believe it's at 1306 Grisham Park Drive okay. in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And you can go to entrepreneurs with an S, plural, entrepreneurssuccesssummit.com. Entrepreneurssuccesssummit.com. Two full days, one VIP and one regular conference day and are there spots still left for the vip yes absolutely absolutely awesome. don't miss out <laughs> don't, don't miss out, miss yeah, out. Only 10. 10 is it i'm serious because i want to work closely with these people i don't want you know again it to be just a talking head thing i want to really be able to dig deep and work with you awesome 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 well valerie thank you so much for joining me today for the marquee Brayton podcast you always show up and show out but before we leave let us know where we can uh connect with you after today sure you can reach me at valerie priester across all social media platforms my website is valeriepriester.com i'm on facebook at valerie priester Twitter, Valerie Priester, LinkedIn, Valerie Priester. And I have a, a group, a community of heart conscious coaches, female mm. heart conscious coaches, right? That you can join me on Facebook as well. Awesome. Well, Valerie, I'm going to give you the final words to encourage just that person who says, you know what? I'm ready. Yes. What I would say to you is what my mentor, Les Brown, says to me, right? 
You don't have to be great to get started, but you have to start to be great. So the key is just starting. Take action. I don't care how small it is. I don't care, you know, if you don't know all of the how or, you know, the steps to do it, do what you know how to do. Take that step first. And then I promise you, I promise you from my faith-based belief, God will show you the next step. Awesome. 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 Well, you heard from Valerie Priester. Thank you so much, Valerie, for joining us on the Markeith Brayton. Thank you for having me. Take care. What did I tell you? Valerie Priester is an awesome, awesome coach. And she was an awesome, awesome guest. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the Marquee Brain Podcast. You know, I'm always overjoyed and excited that you join me right here each and every or most Mondays <laughs> that I do upload an episode. I want you to go to iTunes and leave us a review and rating of today's episode or any other episode that you so happen to listen to. Each week, I am wanting to bring you great, valuable content from other entrepreneurs, from different things that I've learned so that you can enhance your life and walk in your particular calling. I'm so, so dedicated to helping individuals to emerge into what it is that they're called to do. And most often, that is helping them to start a online-based business or to enhance their personal brand. So I thank you for listening to this podcast each and every week. Reach out to me at markeith at markeithbrain.com. Leave me a message via email and let me know any other guests that you think would be great to have on the podcast or any recommendations of topics that you would love for me to cover. The Markeith Brain Podcast is here to help you be more successful in life and in business. My tagline is to help you create a profitable life and business you love. If you're interested in a strategy session, as the commercial stated, all you have to do is go to my website, MarkeithBrayton.com, and click on the Work With Me tab, and there you'll find the strategy session link to be able to book that strategy session. You know, you cannot start anything without properly planning if you expect to be successful. And that's what those strategy sessions do, help you to strategize and create a firm foundation for your launch, for your product, or for you creating that business that you truly want to create. I'm just excited about where I'm going and where you're going. And I love that you're going on this journey with me through the Marquise Brayton Podcast. I just want to leave you with this. Life's greatest failure is a life without purpose. Life that has no direction. Moreover, life's greatest tragedy is to be successful at the wrong assignment. You have an assignment that's specifically yours. Now go out and do it. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Markeith Braden podcast at markeithbraden.com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.